to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Devious. This is episode number 60. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to dive right into this, right? The same way Lord of Nords just leaps into a fight. I'm going to dive right into this. I'm going to talk okay. I'm gonna talk about old Lord of Nords for a minute here. You know, just right that, that's what he does. He just jumps into the fight. The Lord has leaped in. <laughs> He's leaped the conversation. in. Oh, Lord of Leaping. Uh, so, as I said, I, I, I really can't stop talking about this guy. I'm sure listeners are like, oh, here we go. Lord of Nords again. Um, <laughs> but... You know, it's like on the, I can't remember what episode it was, but on the previous episode where I said that he was my favorite, I was saying that, but it's like, once I said it aloud, it's like, it really clicked in. I was like, yes, he is my favorite character to play with. And that's where he, you know, we've been talking, um, a couple episodes now about just kind of getting him just right and tweaking it a little bit and getting it just perfect. And man, he is, uh, he's still feeling really good. You know, he gets, he just gets good, positive results. Uh, and I think my favorite thing about it is this is the most, well, not the most, that's maybe a bit extreme, but it is a very, very off meta build. It is not a meta build. Uh, and he still hangs and gets results. Uh, he was doing really well last night when we were, when we were teaming up. We did some matches and, and, you know, he, uh, I think my favorite thing about him is, is that he, you know, his actual build, he's not super unique. Uh, he just has great utility. Uh, he's got uh, great tankiness and at the same time can hit real hard. I'll, I'll do a quick reminder of the build. It's um, five piece champion of the hiss, two piece blood spawn. Um, he's got a potentate's front bar um, and uh Vatistran two-handed back bar, and then he's got one piece uh, trainee with the Malakath band of brutality. Uh-huh. Um, so very, you know, and of course he's a Nord. Um, DK, Stam DK, uh, very, very ultimate focused. Um, but really what I love about him is that he, he, the utility I'm kind of talking about with the tankiness, you know, right now, and we'll talk about this later, and BGs, you don't, Really, right now, you don't want tankiness based on uh, uh, your your resistances or your, your uh, what's the word I'm looking right. for? Yeah, your resistance. Yeah, your resistance. Your you armor rating. Because you, don't, of, you don't want that kind of tankiness right now. Because of the new Hrothgar's chill yeah, set. Which, yeah. it's everywhere. It needs to chill. That set needs to chill out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but his tank, you know, I'll go through the three main areas of his tankiness. Uh, which is kind of goes around those resistances is one major evasion, which man, you're kind of the one that showed me this, but how huge is this buff right now? It's a big deal. Oh, and especially, especially right now, it's been an important buff to have for a long time, but yeah, I just gained a ton of value with this. this It's it's huge. Uh, so he gets that with quick cloak. Um, you know, it also gets the speed and gets the major evasion. Uh, I'm using the wings and really this, this wings, quick cloak, kind of both abilities. Uh, I picked that up from your recommendation and it is a great combo. Uh, just oh, yeah. a reminder, the wings is a 50% damage reduction from projectiles. So when you have that with the major evasion, you really have this tankiness without the threat of Rothgar's chill <laughs> right. weighing you down. And so, uh, and then on top of that, really the third one, uh, is the Ferocious Leap, where you get the damage shield uh, from the leap. Um, and with those three abilities, he really has a great amount of tankiness that is, uh, it, it makes him tough to tank down. Um, and I kind of have them all, uh, kind of going into that utility, I kind of have them all at my at my disposal, and I can kind of use them when needed to get out of a lot of situations. Um as far as the yeah, damage, yeah, it's like just the just the survivability you need to like make it to your ultimate, and then you get that big damage shield plus a big resource return because you're because of your dragonite. Exactly, passives. exactly. The the major evasion and the wings, the the damage reduction from a deck else is just like you said. It's just enough to get me to the leap, and once I get the leap, that damage shield is enough to like to let my vigor heal, get me right back up to where I where I where I needed to be. The resource regeneration. Um, it gets me to a perfect spot. Uh, and the damage on this character, I mean, he hits hard. I mean, Malakath, 
it's pretty simple. I mean, he does, you know, the rapid strikes with flame breath, um, whirlwind. Uh, you know, I use that as the, as the execute. I do have the Vatishrand two handed back bar. So a little bit more, uh, AOE hit when I need. And then the leap obviously is more damage. Um, and the great part of the damage on this character is a lot of what I just said is AOE damage. You know, he does damage to big groups. He can leap into a big group and start laying down a lot of those abilities and kind of throw the damage around. Uh, and he, he does pretty good damage. Yeah, I was watching him last night and I was actually surprised because I was playing on a healer and I was having to like bail out of scraps before you were a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, you know, and I had like all my heals going and everything, but like you were you were taking a lot of hits and, and remaining on offense, you know, and I was surprised at uh, how survivable that dude is like in, in the, in the type of meta that we're in right yeah. now. Um, that's a, that's a feat. It's, it's kind of been this surprise realization that I've had with him is that if you're, if you're wanting to survive in the current meta, those you, you've got to look for ways outside of resistances. That's, that's gotta be the way to do it. Yeah, man, because let's just, let's talk about Hrothgar's chill here. Let's, let's go so, right into um, it. There's a few things. There's a few things about battlegrounds that I want to talk about, and and Rothgar's chill is at the very top of the list because it's the thing that is just griefing me the most, and the thing that like my characters, my builds are like struggling against the most. When you stun or immobilize an enemy, they automatically get the chilled status effect, uh, and it deals twenty six percent of their physical and spell resistance combined. Uh, as frost damage in an eight meter radius and it has a seven second cooldown pretty short cooldown um the thing is when when hrothgar's chill procs on me i play really squishy characters they have like 20k resistance uh it doesn't hit me for very much and i and and the resistance that i have mitigates it and i can usually survive it and and be okay it's not the problem when hrothgar's chill procs on me the problem is when it procs on one of my really, really tanky teammates, um, it'll proc on them based on their resistance, so it's a much higher tooltip, but it's an AoE blast, so it hits me with my with my really low resistance. I got I got hit for 24,000 damage by Hrothgar's Chill in a battleground a that's couple of days insane. ago. That is an insane uh, that's an insane tooltip. Yeah, and we talked about it's been several episodes now, but we talked about the math involved and how damage gets mitigated, you know, so the, the, yeah, the tooltip value of what that must have been must have been in the hundreds of thousands if it hit me for 24,000. Yeah, that's just insane. I mean, it deletes people and, you know, we use that term pretty frequently, but yeah, it actually, it actually one shots characters. I mean, you can, yes. It's one-shotting people in battlegrounds, like, and that's just crazy. That's crazy like to see. Like 100 to zero health. Yeah. Like one ability or one. And like we've seen we've seen overpowered, you know, sets or skills or certain metas, but to see somebody go from full health to just completely deleted, and and even it, and it happening to us and when it happens to you, it's it is pretty shocking to to see that happen in a battleground. Oh yeah, it takes me by surprise every time when I'm just like. You know, I'm playing PvP, I'm good, my health bar's full, cool, sweet, we're doing good. Whoa, I'm dead. <laughs> what yeah, it's like, what, what just uh, happened? And then, you know, if the tooltip shows right, you're like, oh, there's there's Rothgar's. That, that makes more sense now. Yeah. And I think you made you made such a great point. I didn't even realize it. But the fact that it, it hits the tank, you know, when it hits the tanky player in your group, and then is that damage just reflect on you, it's it's a real nightmare. Um, that's the real problem with it yeah absolutely like i'm being punished for my for build decisions that my teammates are making um and you know if i decide to build a lot of resistance into my build then i'll i'll be doing the same to other people you know it actually makes the situation worse yeah so you know the whole point of this set and these other new sets is to try to break up teams or try to break up large groups and make them not huddle together so much i think the really the target is ball like zergs like ball groups in cyrodiil and imperial city really really big groups it seems to be kind of the what was in mind when coming up with these sets um but they're extremely effective in battlegrounds too and it's like 
it's kind of like you lose it no matter what you do. You know, you, you yeah. huddle with the team, you're going to get blasted by one of these new sets. Uh, you stay away from the team, you're going to get targeted and focused because you're, you're off by yourself. Um, so it's tough. It, it's a tough situation right now. Yeah. And it goes back into just what we were saying about major evasion. I mean, it's kind of to the point, you better have a source of major evasion right now. Oh, hundred percent necessary. And in the past I would have, that, that used to be a buff that I was, it was like optional. It's like nice if I can have it, that's cool, but no big deal if, if I can't fit it in there. But now, yeah, go out of your way to get it. Yeah. Um, the other one. Hrothgar's Chill, I mentioned that one first just because that's the one that I actually die to the most often. The one that's actually the most annoying by a, by 10 miles is Dark Convergence. Uh, oh. It's an extremely popular set. It's it's the new um, uh, Crimson Twilight uh, to me. It's like every build has it. You know, No matter what the build is, it's like, okay, you're going to have Dark Convergence and what else? I compared it, you know, Crimson Twilight's probably a more recent comparison but i compared it to new moon acolyte it's it's both of these sets uh hrothgar's chill and dark convergence and really them together is like that's new moon acolyte status back when new moon acolyte just came out everybody in terms of it. popularity i actually yeah. like new moon acolyte it's just stats and there's a penalty for the yeah. the amount of stats that it's giving but, you i thought it was a good set at the time but it was very popular yeah and that's kind of where i'm getting at is that i wouldn't mind these sets so much i mean hrothgar's chill I don't like the fact that it it makes you suffer for a tanky person being on your team. Uh, And Tark Conversions, I don't think it would be as annoying, but everyone is wearing it. You know, when every five seconds a Dark Convergence is going off and Hrothgar's chills on every single death recap that you have, that's what, you know, that's the problem right now is that, you know, for how many episodes have we been talking about how great it is that there's this diversity and everybody's finding all these different builds and the, the actual meta has this massive diversity and these off meta builds are, you know, they are still fitting in with the meta and they can still compete. Not that they can't compete, but right now the diversity has disappeared. Yeah. This patch has been a giant step backwards in that regard. And, and we were talking about it a couple of nights ago, how the, the Blackwood patch, is maybe the best non-CP combat balance has ever felt in the entire history of this <laughs> game, or as long as we've been playing. We didn't know what we had. We didn't know what we had. Like, we had one patch where it was like, man, this is this is the sweet spot. We're pretty darn close to it. Uh, and then the very next patch, we just take, like, three or four giant leaps backwards uh, <laughs> as far as as far as how non-CP, like, in, in a battleground setting, at least... Uh, the thing is, Dark Convergence, so just a reminder to listeners, if you, if you don't remember, this is the new set that uh, creates like that vortex, and it pulls players into the middle and then stuns them, and then it does this AoE damage, and the damage scales with the number of people that it hits, right? So it could potentially be a ton of damage. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing about Dark Convergence, is it can hit hard. That, that can be... You kind of know, it if, if it pulls in a big group, you kind of know, oh, this is, this is going to be it. It can hit very hard. The The one kind of thing that makes it not so bad is that the damage takes four seconds to go yeah, off. So you, you have a lot of time to avoid it. Uh, but that pull, that pull gets you every time. And it's actually bugged right now. And you'll it's it pulls you from a range that it's not supposed to be able to. Even if you're nowhere near the circle, it, it's pulling people in. Uh, so that's one big part of what's wrong with it. Um, and it's just incredibly annoying like if one person's using it it's annoying to be getting pulled like that and it breaks the cc rules because it it pulls you uh and then it stuns you yeah right like normally after getting pulled you would be cc immune but no this pulls you then it stuns you um and it's just constant if if one person's wearing it it's annoying if two people are wearing it it's like almost unbearable if half the people in the battlegrounds (laughs) are wearing it it's like literally not playable. It literally and, is not playable. And that's really common right now. I mean, yeah. it's multiple. You'll have a team that will have two or three people wearing it. Just one team in a battleground. Yeah. And it uh, it it procs when you cast an ability that leaves an effect on the ground. So there's like a gazillion abilities that proc it. Uh, one really, really good um, combo I've seen is just using it with the Sorcerer's Negate Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which silences people. You like if you can't use your magic abilities, 
you drop in a gate, which will then proc this uh, this set on top of it, uh, and they it looks cool too. Actually, those two abilities combined it like <laughs> is, an, is neat visually. It's good color palette. <laughs> um, but if you're on a Magicka character, you can't cast your race against time to to get get out of dodge. It's scary. It's scary. Uh, but there's lots. There's lots of really nasty combos. That's one of the problems with it is it's so easy to proc, and there's so many different things that proc it, and so many really effective abilities to use with it um it's just annoying uh yeah and so dark convergence and hrothgar's chill that's the meta right now put those two sets on and that's that's the meta yeah uh whatever else just pick some random other gear to fill out the rest of the, <laughs> the yeah, slots. Just, just fit in the other things it'll it'll work I have seen a little bit of Rush of Agony, which is the set that uh, when you deal direct damage with a gap closer or, or a pull ability, it uh, it pulls enemies in, like all enemies, and then it does not give them CC immunity, uh, and it also deals AoE damage. The only reason I know that I've seen this set is because I've seen it combined with Dark Convergence, and I'm getting I'm getting pulled twice in a row without getting CC immunity, right? Like Rush of Agony pulls me, and then... That's the special thing about this set, right? It doesn't give you CC immunity. Yeah. Um, then Dark Convergence breaks the CC immunity rules too. It pulls you. And then after that pull, you're still not immune because you get stunned after that. Uh, so it's breaking the rules twice. Uh, it's, it's it's so frustrating. I really hope yeah. this isn't a trend like going f- forward yeah. where we have more and more sets and more and more mechanics that just break the fundamental yeah. combat that's, rules. That's my thing is that I don't I don't like seeing these aberrations to the cc rule uh yeah it, we're, we're breaking the cc rule things are getting real messy it's i feel it's, like that should be chiseled in stone like yes. you cannot break the cc rules uh just like you said with these two sets you'll get pulled pulled stunned you, you basically have three ccs that hit you and it only counts for one and it can throw you off in a battleground when it happens you're you know it kind of hits you for a point and you're like what the heck just happened and it makes it hard. There's plenty of players. There's plenty of players that have been playing for a long time that don't fully understand the CC system as it is, uh, you know. And like throwing these little exceptions like that in there is going to make it even more difficult for people to to kind of piece that together. I, I really hope that any and all like exceptions to the CC rules and anything like that. I hope they rethink all of that. I don't like that uh, that idea at all. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's an oversight, though. I think that they wanted Rush of Agony and Dark Convergence to be used together like that. It seems just too perfect. Uh, You know, it's just it's like it was made. It's like it was made for it, which I'm pretty sure it probably was. (laughs) I think that it's, you know, and we're just speculating at this point, but it just really seems like they focus so much on these sets with Imperial City and Cyrodiil in mind, and they didn't really plan for the effect on battlegrounds but man they have they have had a major effect on on battlegrounds right now it's made it so that the solo queue is the only bgs i want to do period and even that it's like it's pretty annoying a lot of the time like there's it's hard to find fun in bgs right now unless you just are fighting against a bunch of noobs or something you know how fun can that be but like a good sweaty match against good players guess what all these annoying sets are going to be there it's just not going to be a good time at all um, we predicted that Plague Break was going to be the hot popular set, and I've seen some of it out there, but not nearly as much. Dark Convergence has has eclipsed it. That's the one we 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 missed the mark on that. Dark Convergence over Plague Break for sure. Yeah, it's out there, and I've gotten gotten hit with it a few times, but it it hasn't seemed to be a huge issue to me. I don't think I've seen it on any death recaps or anything. And I was I remember talking about like I was worried about my Warden Healer. Because she does a lot of cleansing, um, but I've been playing with her and it hasn't really been a problem. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about this. the 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 lack of it being used kind of makes me want to actually throw it on a character. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe throw this. I'm thinking on my Stam Crow, uh, my Stamina Necromancer. It'd make perfect sense thematically yeah. too. That'd be perfect. Yeah, poison. You know, I, I like it. I was just about to say earlier, haven't haven't heard from your Stam Crow in ages. It seems he, like he, it's been a minute. He's one of the, he's one of the bear brothers of my characters. Yeah. I got bear claw, bear tooth, and an old bear skull. He's bear skull. 
the Nord, of course. I hope we start hearing more about him. I want to. I want to see what happens with this dude. Yeah, I think plague break for sure, uh, and then we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, you know, something's cooking. We got a little got a little brew going. That's what it. Ta- that's what it starts with a that's little. Where it starts. Little seed. <laughs> um, as far as class representation, I think there's actually a really good kind of representation of different classes uh, and different specs. Uh, sorcerers, I'm seeing a bunch of stamina and magicka sorcerers, stamina and magicka wardens. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, stamina and magicka necromancers as well. Uh, a ton of stam blades and a, and a pretty good amount of magplars as well. Uh, not seeing a ton of magicka knight blades, stamina templars, or dragon knights in general, magicka or stamina. Not seeing a ton of them. DK, they're kind of an in-your-face type class, and so uh, they're kind of hurting right now. Yeah, it's um, it's just if you if that's what you want to be as a brawler, then just go be a necromancer or a warden. Yeah, you know, like they're they're gonna do it better. I really love Dragon Knights, and I've actually been playing with Dragon Knight quite a bit. I'm going to talk about my magic of Dragon Knight here in just a little bit, and they're so satisfying to play with, and they don't. I think the fact that they don't really have any cheese is what's so good about them. Because yeah. it's not that they're not powerful. They are powerful, but you just have to know how to play the game. You have to understand the combat mechanics, and there's not a panic button. You know, you just have to know the right ability to cast at the right time. And, and when you get in that zone and, and you're doing well, it feels so good because you're doing that. Yeah. But yeah, Mag Blades, of course, still super unpopular. Uh, Stamplars, I'm not seeing a ton of them, but I don't think they're in a bad spot really at all. I've, I've played with my Stamplar, Betsy, uh, a fair amount and feels as good as ever to me. So I think it's kind of what you said with the, with the Dragonites. If you're going to play a Stamplar, uh, you know, it kind of makes a little bit more sense to do a, a Stamp Crow or a Stamina Warden. Yeah, it's probably just, so. It's just those those two particular classes and sorcerers even. Yeah, and Stamp Sork. Um, I mean, Stamp Sork always. Yeah, Stamp Sork is. It's just those are just more appealing. The meta right now. Someone on the forums, I think, put it this way: the meta right now, floor is lava. <laughs> That's the meta. That's what we're living with right now. That's that is what it is. If you can avoid the ground, that'd be <laughs> ideal. You know what's crazy? I, I was thinking about this. We've been here before. We've been in a floors lava type meta. Oh yeah. And it's crazy because it seems like forever ago and I in my mind I compared it to like that time is is like when you play a game and you level up slowly and you work up but when you die you lose all your levels. That's how my yeah. mind compared this is that that long time ago when we we're at floors lava and every little patch we've kind of come away from that, we've come away from that, we've gotten a little bit better, a little bit better and all of a sudden like this patch our character died, we lost all our levels, we're back at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of like that. Uh, yeah, it's just like we were saying a minute ago. It's like, man, we had one amazing patch, and it looked like we were headed down a, a, a really cool path. Um, I really hope, and it's really just these specific sets, you know, that's the only problem. Yeah. I really hope they get nerfed or adjusted appropriately where they're not such a problem. I think they yep. probably will at some point. And I think the fact that it's those two sets doing it, makes it even kind of extra unfun because it's i mean you know even when me and you have done battlegrounds it's like oh here's every time the dark convert that first time the dark convergence hits or the harathgrash you know it's like oh here it is there here it is. we go here yeah. we go we were just, wait, this we're match just waiting for it yeah um and it's just annoying because it seemed like the message had been received loud and clear like we don't want it to be possible to to spec into survivability and tankiness and not have to invest into offensive stats and still be able to do lots of damage, you know, but here we are in a meta where that's very possible. You can just be a tank and do lots of damage. And it seemed like it was pretty clear that like, that was the whole point of um, making the adjustments to proc sets and making them scale and everything like that was to address that sort of thing. Um, And then we're just kind of right back there. Um, so for these reasons, uh, what we're talking about, like Battlegrounds just kind of isn't fun right now. And a lot of people are taking refuge in no CP Imperial City and Cyrodiil. Because uh, remember, those are no proc now as well. Uh, and man, 
you should just see how people talk about these environments, like in guild chat and stuff like that. It's like they're talking about the promised land or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I've I've run around in uh, in the no CP no proc imperial city a little bit, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. I've gotten into some fights, and uh, I did notice like you know someone spamming uh, the stampede gap closer on me, and I my initial like instinct was to panic because I know I'm, I'm about to be taking a lot of damage. Uh, but, oh yeah, they're not wearing proc sets, so that's not actually yeah. doing very much damage to me. Um, and the fights were just very kind of square and fair, and I never really felt like, uh, you know, I was being cheated or anything like that. Which yeah. I, I think I won most of the fights that I was in, so of course I'm going to feel good about it. But. <laughs> I I honestly, it's going to make me really sad if this is kind of the direction we're heading. I I, I don't like that... that all the good players and you know it's kind of this is where the good pvp is this is where it's fair and there's not cheesy builds i don't i mean i i I enjoy that type of combat but i don't like the direction where it's like that's where you have to go to get good pvp one yeah i don't like good pvp is limited sets you know why have all these sets if we can't experience them in pvp it's it's i want all of these sets to mix in you know we always talk about how diversity makes it so much more fun well i mean if you're cutting out all of these sets you know i just i don't like that i want to be able to to have the full set list when i'm coming up with the build two bgs are just the superior pvp mode that's my opinion but it's just i agree it's 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 a better format yeah it's just the perfect mode for pvp yeah i love the the 15 minute chunks I love the the scoring. You can see at the end like how much damage that I do compared to everyone else or healing yep. or how many what's my kill death ratio? Like you can you really get to see how you're doing and day by day by day you can see yourself improving. You see the yeah. numbers like I'm doing better. Um I do like that a lot. Um and, and Imperial City it's mostly PvE, really, yeah. you know, uh, while you're like looking for players to fight. Yeah. And even in Cyrodiil, you know, it's it's hard to see improvement over time when you know half the time you're running up on a group and you're outnumbered 11 yeah. to 3 you know it's like well that's you know how it, it's just not yeah exactly uh, that's that's another thing that's great about bgs is it's to a certain extent you're guaranteed a more or less fair fight you know yeah um so i i hope they figure it out i think that these sets probably will get nerfed at some point in the future i hope it's sooner than later i think at the very least it's we're gonna have to get through this whole patch you know but so maybe hopefully next patch yeah i um, hope so too i hope some i hope so we have at least some adjustments coming soon one tip that our old buddy uncle sam uh i was talking to him in game uh, a few days ago and he was saying one way to alle- alleviate kind of the the woes of battlegrounds right now is uh play with ranged builds uh, and that made a lot of sense to me because I've been playing with a lot of uh, Mag DK and Magplar lately, which are both melee builds. Um, and so, of course, they're messing. They're going to be dealing with all that uh, Hrothgar's Chill and Plague Break and and Dark Convergence and all that. They're just they're standing right in it. But like Sam was saying, he's pl- he's been playing with his Bowcrow and uh, he's been enjoying that pretty well. And that alleviates a lot of that because you're not getting hit with that stuff nearly as much. Um, so that made sense. I logged in with my Bokro uh, after that, and I was having a little bit better time. It's still, it's still not like an amazingly awesome time, and I'm still getting pulled in by Dark Convergence quite a bit. Like, like I said, it's bugged and it pulls you from a range Ugh. that it shouldn't be able to. Um, plus, people pull you into it with abilities as well, and you're, you can't avoid all of it. Uh, but it does help if people listening are trying to figure out a way to keep playing BGs and maybe have somewhat of a good time play uh, play on a mag sork or some kind of bow <laughs> bow build it uh you know i was thinking about this we were talking about it and it does make a lot of sense i started thinking about it and I, i'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board a little bit because the only the only real or the closest thing i have to a range build is the old point blank sniper which, <laughs> which is not ranged <laughs> at all that's not ranged at all so yeah. uh i was thinking well i need to i need to get me a range build somewhere so might yeah, didn't you that. have a mag? Are you you had a mag zork and then turned it into a stam zork? That's what yes. It was. Which yeah. anybody who has played mag zork and stam zork, I think that makes complete sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, the line between those 
two are getting are getting blurry at this point it with is, all the armor changes and all that stuff. That's a very good point. Um, so yeah, shout out to Uncle Sam for that suggestion. Use ranged characters. Uh, then he called me a dummy. No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your DK. You, you mentioned your DK. Uh, okay. <laughs> shout out to Dragon Knights. This podcast, the poor, the poor suckers. <laughs> shout out to those poor Dragon Knights out there. Hang in there, guys. You're gonna make it. Um, no, I've really been enjoying my Mag DK. Misato Katsuragi is her name, um, and it's a really fun class to play on, just because of the things I was talking about before. There, there's no cheese to this class. There's no panic button. There's no like. When in doubt, hit this button and you'll be fine. You know, like streak or cloak or there's nothing like that. Um, like you just have to know the right skill to to cast in, in the situation that you're in. And as long as you can make the right decision at the right time, you can keep going and going and going. And for that reason, it just feels so good. to Like when, you, when you're on a roll with a mag DK, like when you're in the zone, I think it's more satisfying than on any other class. Like <laughs> think about playing on a Stam Sork. You know, it, it takes nothing to be on a roll with a stam sork. You know, you can do it blindfolded. Um, it, it can, it's still fun, uh, but with a with a DK, you have to really be paying attention. You have to really be thinking about what you're doing moment to moment, um, and it's just super satisfying for that reason. And like I said before, I don't think they're weak at all. I think you know, just because you have to, just because they don't have any cheese, doesn't mean they're not super powerful. They're incredibly powerful. Anyway, I think I like to make the joke that. Getting good with a Magicka Dragon Knight is equivalent to getting good at PvP. It's basically <laughs> just it, that's you're you, you're you're learning the combat the like the the fundamentals of the combat system in order to be successful with this. Class. If you can figure that out, you can figure out the rest. Yeah, yeah, like they, like be a be a Mag DK main for like a year and then jump on a Stam Sork and, <laughs> and and you'll see what I'm talking oh. about. Yeah, don't do it the reverse throw. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that in the reverse order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've got a. I'm a huge fan when you hop on with uh, Masato, because it's it's surprising. You know, like you said, you get on a roll, you start dealing damage, but the heals that are happening as well as the damage you're dealing, uh, it's it's a nice it's a nice uh, team setup right there. Yeah, I have her set up kind of more as a mage than a than a brawler. Like she's not using a sword and shield, like like a typical one of my Magicka builds. Um, her setup is a Heartland Conqueror, five pieces spinner with a sharpened fire staff on the front bar. Uh, she has a powered Maelstrom Resto on the back bar, uh, Malakath, and one piece Doma House. It's a it's a light armor build. She's a Breton. She's using the Atronach Mundus, uh, the Bewitch Sugar Skulls. She uses spell power potions. Uh, she uses the Molten Whip combo, so she... Um, she hits hard. She does. She hits very, very hard uh, with that um, with that Heartland Conqueror sharpened staff and spinner, like all that penetration um, stacked on top of each other. Her tooltips aren't huge, but they hit for a lot. So her combo is she just gap closes in with empowering chains, hits them with engulfing flames and burning embers. So those are all three ardent flame abilities. So those those give me all three of my molten whip stacks. Uh, and then I fossilize or leap them if, if my leap is ready. And then I hit them with that, that fully charged molten whip. And that usually takes them out. Um, if it doesn't, then I just go back to spamming uh, engulfing flames a few times until I have those molten whip stacks back. So actually, I don't use my whip as a spammable. It's just my burst attack. I really use engulfing flames as my spammable most of the time. I'll say I don't think many many abilities bring you as much joy as when you finish somebody off with one of those whips. Oh man, when you when you have the fully charged molten whip with all three stacks, you know the animation she does that that little spin attack whip. She does that special animation for the full stacks. And when that's the yeah, when that's the the execute, the ability that finishes someone off, man, it's just like it's such a satisfying feeling. It's even more satisfying if you're in, looking at two low health targets. You execute one with your leap, and you execute the other with Ooh. your fully charged molten whip, and it's just like boom, boom. I am unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> 
just go uh, immediate blood rage and just oh, that's, yeah. that's that zone you're talking about that's that. yes yeah you get in that zone and uh, and also burning embers that's one of your uh dots but it's also an incredibly powerful heal whenever you uh whenever it expires or when you refresh it on a target and you can put it on multiple targets and they'll each give you the heal uh and so like learning to work with that thing and counting on that for for a, a heal when you when you know you're going to need it as well it can be really clutch it's just and it's it's like these things it's hard to be consciously aware of them but like in the moment you're just kind of instinctively making those decisions when you when you've been playing with the character a lot you know yeah uh, and it's just it's fun it's super fun to just kind of see it happen and see yourself doing it and, and being successful we had some fun combos with old lord of nords and masato that the double leaps uh, they both oh, yeah. hit pretty hard. You were doing great heals and, and his kind of tankiness. It was, it was kind of a yeah. fun little combo for sure. She has that she has that Maelstrom Resto on the back bar. And I was using Coagulating Blood as my main burst heal for a while, but it's, a, it's, an, it's an incredibly strong burst heal. But just not having the ability to cast a burst heal on an ally, it's like, it's too much for me to handle. I can't <laughs> like... I'm like I'm sorry. I like I'm like casting hots on that person, but it's like not enough. And I'm like I, I'm sorry. I don't have my. I'm, ultimate. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, so I I I definitely have um, gone to the uh, the resto staff. What's it called? Uh, uh, Blessing of restoration. That's my main burst heal, and I've stuck with that. It's a little cheaper too, so you kind of get compensated, uh, and it's like a 10k tooltip, you know. So yeah. it's not like a weak heal by any means. Uh, but yeah, she's got that. She's got um, um, radiating region. She's got cauterize, and she's got the resto ultimate. So yeah, on her back bar, she's a she's a very good healer. Anyway, you already talked about Lord of Nord, so I guess that's it for DK talk, right? <laughs> we have covered the DKs. I feel like we also we got to go right into uh, Butch Mahoney here. Your your Magpilar. Butch Mahoney, if you're out there, buddy. <laughs> this, this one's for you. You know, as much as Masato, you know, I say she's great for, you know, the heels and the backup. Butch is just like, he seemed, when I look at his numbers at the end of a battleground, I feel like it's like, it's like broken. He's he's the million, million, million damage, million heels type of guy. Like that is, that's where he lives. I, I said it. I said it the other night on comms. I always feel like I'm stealing everyone's glory when I play <laughs> this guy. You can't. You can't. You you think you have good numbers in a battleground, and you look in. You look at Butch's numbers. You're like, oh well, maybe I wasn't. <laughs> it's like the most uh, kills, the best kill death ratio, uh, and more heals than the actual healer. Yeah, more damage than the damage. It's you know he just he does he kind of steal Butch kind of steals people's glory. It sounds like I'm boasting, but I really think that's just the beauty of Magicka <laughs> Templar. And, like, that's that's what they are. You know, that's just what they're good at is just being in the right place at the right time. He's my favorite build for that. When I'm like, I don't know if I want to do heals or damage, I'm logging in with Butch. And, uh, and I'll be really good at either one. Now, I was talking about Misato's build. Heartland Conqueror, Spinner with a Fire Staff on the front bar. Butch Mahoney, totally different build completely different uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's, let's hear about the let's hear about the totally different setup heartland conqueror spinner with a sharpened lightning staff there on the front is. bar see not a not a totally fire staff different. <laughs> completely different build also have the resto maelstrom resto staff on the back bar just like the dk uh i'm wearing a mythic ring but it's wild hunt instead of malakas mm-hmm. um and then one piece Vulcan Scoria. So yeah, Heartland Conqueror, Spinner on the front bar with a sharpened lightning staff, Maelstrom Resto back bar, Ring of the Wild Hunt, one piece Vulcan. Um, so basically an identical setup to Misato, except <laughs> instead of Malakath, it's Wild Hunt, pretty much. Um, but it feels really, really good on a Magplar, and it's the same, basically the same sort of deal with Misato. He's fully offense on the front bar, fully uh, a healer on the back bar. Uh, but just by nature of being a magplar, and also the, partially thanks to that uh, ring of the wild hunt, he just he feels like he like he just glides, you know, like mm. like I was talking about with with mag DK, it's hard to find that groove, but when you do, it feels so good. Uh, with Butch here or with magplar, it's it's all groove all the time, right? It's it's not hard to find the groove at all, or at least for me, I, I just jump right in, and it's not like like with a DK. 
you know, you got to figure some stuff out and it's kind of hard to deliver the combo and you kind of have to be clever and you kind of have to trick people with, with CC and stuff like that. Not so with Magplar, man. Just spam jabs. Just, <laughs> Just spam jabs. Jab. Just keep jabbing. Uh, I mean, I do. I, I put a little more finesse into it than that, but a lot of the time you can just kind of go into a group with some low health people and just sweep up a few kills real quick, you know, and you really hardly did anything. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just kind of an easy play style. I the, think. One of the great things about Butch and, like you know, like I've said, I've played with Lord of Nords a lot is when Butch is on the team, it's I'll dive into a group and if I'm getting hit really hard, but I'm dealing damage, I'm going to get the kills. You'll just keep me alive. I just know, all right, Butch is going to hit me with some crazy hard heals. He's going to keep me alive. And then we'll just, you know, the group will finish off. And then we'll hit another group and it'll be like, oh, man, I don't have enough damage to take these guys out. And Butch will just switch to damage and just finish them off. It's like whatever the fight needs, Butch is going to supply it. Uh, Sometimes it's a little bit of both. It's back and forth. Like, let's put pressure on him. Let's keep heals up and then back and forth. But. You know, if we need the extra damage to get the push over the ledge, then he'll deal the damage to do it. Uh, he'll usually end up getting the kills. <laughs> a lot of the time. And maybe sometimes I won't quite be healing well enough and, and maybe you'll die or something. Yeah. But then Butch will but just, then I'll, I'll be he like, doesn't, he doesn't get my revenge, me. you know, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to, you killed my friend. <laughs> you don't expect the, the healer to come after him. Yeah, he he can flip on rage. those jets. It's a... Uh, I want to talk about his combo for a second because I, I kind of had a thought about this that might be interesting to share. So um, he uh, he hits them with the generation, purifying light, and then the crescent sweep ultimate, uh, and then he stuns them with toppling charge and finishes them off with jabs. So I've I've been experimenting a lot with um, when I use my ultimate in my combo and when I stun people, um, and I think a lot of time what you see uh, what you see Templars do is they'll do the degeneration purifying light. And then they'll stun with toppling charge right away. Then do the ultimate. Then do jabs. Um, I like to I like to do the ultimate before toppling charge if possible. If I'm already like close to them, uh, and the reason is, when you stun someone, if they're halfway a decent player, they're immediately in the next global cooldown. They're immediately going to be flipping on hard defense, casting their heals, holding the block button, running to line of sight, recovering. You know, they're already in recovery mode by the time you hit them with that ultimate in the next global cooldown. So there's a good chance that you're not actually going to be laying all that much damage into them. Whereas if you hit them with the ultimate before stunning them, you know, the stun is what kind of sets them into that panic mode. I don't think the ultimate really does at all because Crescent Sweep is an interesting ultimate because the initial uh, the initial attack uh, isn't actually all that much. I think the tooltip on my uh, Stamplar or on my Magplar, it's like less than 10k, which is like a spammable tooltip. Right. So you hit them with it. They don't see all that much of their health missing. Then you stun them. By the time they start panicking and reacting to the situation, it's already too late because the, the deadly part of uh, of that ultimate is the, the pulsating damage that stacks on top of your jabs. Uh, and it's really just kind of amplifying your jabs. That's the deadly part about it. Um, so by the time they break the CC and start going into uh, into recovery mode, they've already taken way too much damage, and it's going to be a lot harder for them to, to kind of climb out of that hole. Um, so that's kind of why I like to wait on that. I mean, if I'm fighting a bunch of noobs, a bunch of squishy people, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, gap close uh, and do whatever you want, you know. But if jabs. I'm up against people, <laughs> yeah, gap close jabs uh, just from target to target. But if you're up against good players that are harder to kill, uh, you're, you're going to want to save that uh, stun until uh, in, until the last moment. Yeah, Butch Butch is he's the real deal. If if I'm on if I'm on damage, he's usually doing a little bit more damage to me. Got a little bit more kills. If I'm on heals, he's usually he's usually putting pressure on out healing me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I like about him, Misato's the same way, but definitely more so on the Magplar is. The fact that he is so equally capable in both offense and defense, I kind of slip into this pace, this play style, this sort of like in the moment play style, I think of it as. And I don't really get this way with other characters where I can kind of forget about what my kill death ratio is, you know, and I'm not really holding grudges against players who are focusing me or anything like that. I'm not chasing. I'm just kind of looking at what's directly in front of me and thinking, what do I need to do right now that's going to be best for the team? And I'm thinking like in a death match kind of 
way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do I need to heal somebody? Do I need to kill somebody? Like, uh, what do I need to do? And I, and I don't have to worry about like, like, since I'm not really thinking about my kill counts, like those moments where you almost kill someone, but they just slip away and man, you probably could kill them if you chase them on this guy for, on this character, for some reason, I'm just, I'm so good about just letting it go. I'm just going to stay with the team and do what's best for the team. That's um, tough to do. It's tough to do, but what ends up happening is when I'm when I'm playing like that, I'm just looking like, okay, what's in front of me? What do I need to do? What's the what's best for the team? What ends up happening is I'm a healer most of the time. Like I would say probably eighty percent or more of the time I'm filling the role of a healer. Um, but the result of that is since I'm playing defensively and I always have my hots up and I'm always kind of aware of the situation like that, I don't really die that much. No one ever really gets the jump on me to, to be able to kill me. Um, and then he does have those offensive capabilities. So he's just kind of biding his time, waiting for a good opportunity. And then, then when I see someone, I think I can kill, I just take them out really quick. You know, I just bar swap, flip on the jets, take them out and then go back to healing. So he ends up having better kill death ratios than his teammates a lot of the time, um, even though he's healing most of the match. He's 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 effective for sure. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to play the healer and like totally be a healer, and then like the enemy, all as far as they can tell, you're just a healer. Uh, and then when they realize you're not a healer, and you, you can like almost <laughs> see through the monitor, like the look on their face, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's like what just happened? <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Magpolar healers. Uh-huh. I've got to do, I've got to, I've got to talk about my take on the Magpolar healer. All right. Which is the old main, old Davius star jumper, the original Nord. The original. <laughs> the, the first Nord ever. The first some Nord. Say. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah, it's in the, the lore book. I'm pretty sure I saw a lore book in a delve. <laughs> it's in the that. ES lore. It's the first Nord ever. Old Davius star jumper. Yeah. Um, I, I've, you know, I've got to, I have to talk about this guy. He's, he's a little bit different take on a support, but. Um, you know, kind of as I, I was talking about Lord Nords is kind of my super comfortable damage character. This guy is my super comfortable character when I want to play support. He kind of um, makes me think of like, it's like really what a PVE healer tries to do, but you're doing it in PVP. <laughs> but it's the battleground version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was talking to you about this just uh, the other day. He's kind of... He kind of feels patch-proof at this point. His build is so out there that it's kind of patches just kind of come and go, and it doesn't really affect him a whole lot. You know, he just yeah. he just kind of keeps doing what he's doing, um, which is awesome. That's that's where I want him to be. He's doing a five-piece spell power cure, five-piece powerful assault uh, on the front bar. He has the Maelstrom uh, Resto on the back bar. Um and he's got one piece swarm mother. And then right now he has the mythic uh, amulet, the pearls of Elnafe, uh, just to get his ultimate up to get the heal ult up. Um, but at some point uh, I'm going to be swapping that out for the magma incarnate monster set. Uh, I have to pave some people to carry you through that last boss. Yeah, we, we're gonna, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out here. Um, but really my favorite thing about this character is that he is a healer. He's a, you know, he's a battleground healer support, but healing is kind of his second priority. The number one priority for this guy is buffing the damage of the team. That's, that's priority number one for him. The heals are just kind of become secondary at this point. Um, you can tell and, when this dude is on your team, like you just have so much more damage. He, you it's know, like and you I'm, have a whole, it's like you have a whole second build added to your build. Uh, and it's fun because I'm, I've been playing with them enough that I'm kind of seeing it. I'm kind of seeing when I'll join, you know, team members in a fight and when I'm not in the fight kind of type of thing. Uh, and it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, just a kind of a, an overview of what, of what he's doing right now um, with his heels. And that's really the best part about it. Uh, I'm keeping the number one priority up by just doing my healing rotation. Just by doing my heals and throwing the heals on the group, number one priority is being achieved, and that's just keeping these buffs on the teammates. Um, and with those buffs, he's he's adding 737 weapon and spell damage to the group. Um, just for everything. Just a flat weapon and spell damage for the entire group, including himself, which is big time, because that's making my heals heal more. Um, kind of just yeah. to, to explain why I want to do the Magma Incarnate. If I do get that monster set going, 
at 737 weapon and spell damage buff is going to go to a 952 weapon and spell damage buff Boy, for the entire group. That's that's insanity. <laughs> and I'm I am I can't wait. Um but just to kind of give an idea, you know, this is with that magma incarnate, you know, I plugged it on the build editor. Um obviously 952 weapon and spell damage to your group is going to work out pretty well. Uh that's going to that's going to show in their damage. Um but like I was saying, you know, the amount of uh buff that it gives me on my heels just you know some quick tool tips of what it it does for me with those buffs you know he's got a 14k breath of life uh, an 11k echoing vigor uh, and a 25k radiating regen and that's just when the buffs are happening on me those are good heels uh and it's like i said it's really i'm keeping the heels up but it's really mainly i'm just keeping those heels up to keep those buffs on the group um yeah so it's a lot of even make you know, like say you're running alongside me, I'm on my Stamplar, you're giving yep. me like almost a thousand extra weapon damage, which means my own heals as well. Like my own yep. vigor is going to be extremely strong too. It's it's really, I mean, I feel like I just keep saying the word fun over and over and I apologize, of course, <laughs> but it's just so much fun to see what this guy can do on like a good BG group. You know, we'll get into a BG and we'll recognize some of the players on our team. And it's just like, all right, here we go. Like, I love throwing the buffs and just watching them. And, you know, we kind of have this joke because he doesn't do any damage. You know, his his light attack is the is the uh, Sigic Order heal. So he just throws heals for light attacks. Yeah. Um, but I'm just running in the middle of fights. And, you know, I'm chasing people down with the group like, ooh, this guy, he's almost dead. Let's get this guy. Let's just get that. And I'm just standing on top of them as I'm doing <laughs> no damage. You know, just like chasing down bodies with the team. Not doing any damage, but, you know, he loves to see the team taking him down. Um, <laughs> he likes pretty, to watch. <laughs> he loves to watch. He's a peaceful guy, though. Don't forget that. He's very peaceful. <laughs> He's very passive. Uh, but it's, you know, there's two things. One, just he, he I've kind of got him right where this perfect support that I want him to be. And it is effective. I mean, it works. It's He's, he's worked out really well in Battlegrounds lately, uh, which just always makes a build better. But two... Uh, I love the uniqueness of this build. I mean, I, I honestly can say I don't see uh, a lot of this type of build out there. Um, and so when I'm not seeing any other type of this build out there and it's actually working in Battlegrounds, uh, he's kind of he's kind of my pride and joy of a type of build that, that it, uh, to see him work and, and to make a group a lot better. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not a, a typical kind of PvP healer. Like, like I was saying, like, that's usually what you see PvE healers trying to do is just increase yep. the the group's damage as much as they possibly can while also healing, um, and you, yeah, you don't often see that brought over to a PvP healer build, but it works really well, and I'm very grateful for it. It's super fun to have that kind of support going, you know, or like I'm not only am I being healed, so I can like be bold and really go get into the mix of things, but I also have like all this extra firepower as well. It's really cool. I'm interested to see what that next level for that monster set is going to do to see. Oh, just ever, even yeah, higher. just an extra thousand. I mean, <laughs> it's insane it's be to good. think about. Like, I, it's like, going to be good. I like thinking the idea that, you know, he doesn't do damage, but I like thinking that he's giving so much damage that it, he's giving more damage than he could ever do himself with any build he has. Yeah, like, I wonder if you, like, calculated up all the additional damage everyone's doing because of you being there, and then, like, we just gave that to you if it would amount to a pretty good amount of damage. Yeah, it's, you know, you're giving three teammates 952 weapon and spell damage. I don't think one character could could try to equal that type of damage. Uh, Yeah, so it's like... You, you indirectly are doing a lot of damage, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he just weird. borrows, you know. Kind of weird what, to think about. I mean, we joke about it, but at the end of a battleground, I really do pride myself on the team's damage <laughs> like I'll be like, oh, look at all these. We got a 2.1 million. We got a 1.8 million. Look at this. This is good stuff. That's funny. I did that. I, yep. I did, like, I'm yeah, the one that did that. It was me. It was, I helped with that. I helped. I certainly did. Oh, that's hilarious. Um. I wanted to mention this one thing. It's a small thing, but it's neat. Uh, we were doing a Dragonstar Arena run the other night because we were trying to get the Masters dual wield for you, which, surprise, surprise, you had bad RNG and we did not get it. 
<laughs> Marinas um, are not my friend. This is still proves to be true. They do not like you. Uh, we need to do some more, but yeah. we uh, we were in Craglorn just asking people in Zone Chat and stuff if they wanted to group up to go do uh, normal Dragonstar Arena. Finally got two people in the group, uh, and then when we all got together, one of the people was like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention I'm level 38. Is that cool? <laughs> and we're like, well... I guess. I hope you don't get the drop that we need. Uh, and then he made a really good point. He said, uh, well, if I do, I can give it to you and then you can reconstruct it, uh, you know, uh, to a full level item. Um, so it wouldn't be it won't be a total waste. And we're like, he blew our makes, minds. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Like, oh, yeah. OK, welcome aboard, buddy. Yeah, Let's go. We're, we're happy <laughs> to have you. Uh, and it just made me think like, oh, yeah, I guess that that applies to dungeons or anywhere else yeah. you're grinding for gear. It's like now it's it's not so bad if you have a low level player in your group. That That's such a cool little extra perk that I wasn't really aware of. Yeah. And it also kind of goes further. It's it makes those types of arenas great areas for leveling. Uh-huh. Get, you know, sure get does. your levels in while you're getting those sets out for the group and for yourself if needed. It's uh, it's kind of a nice little setup. And, you know, we talked about this. Even if he does get the one and he gives it to you and it maybe it's not the right level, but you can reconstruct it, reconstruct it, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to reconstruct it anyways to get the traits you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so, yeah, you probably were going to anyway. Uh, so that's that's really neat. It's just something I hadn't really thought of when this reconstruction system was introduced. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that's just handy for getting the gear that you want. But, uh, yeah, it's like now there's no read to like no need. I bet people are getting kicked out of groups far less often and stuff like that yeah. because of their level. And it's just cool. Good, it's very cool. Good deal. Emails and shout outs. No emails this week. Uh, shout out to Uncle Sam, I guess, for suggesting yeah. playing with uh, ranged builds. Thanks, Uncle Sam. I, I definitely had a lot better time in BGs after you mentioned that. Although, I will say... Just go to NoCP Imperial City if you want the good PvP <laughs> right now. That's that's where the good PvP is at. Uh, <laughs> but if you if you really want battlegrounds, do a ranged build. Shout out to Uncle Sam. Uh, if you'd like to email us, uh, our email address is scrollinpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, any questions you'd like to ask? Any suggestions for the show? Tell us a joke. Say hello. Really, whatever you like. Scrollinpodcast at gmail dot com. Um. We have a guild called Stoons Goons. Real guild, best um, guild. <laughs> best guild in the game. <laughs> best guild. And, I mean, what uh, else can you say? And Sums it up there. Yeah, I, I stake my <laughs> reputation on that. Look at this. He's a changed man, Cat, when it comes to he's, um, he's a changed Stoon. Yeah, best Goon. guild in the game. Why, you ask? I don't, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's the it's name. just good. It's, it's the name. It's the name. It's a great name. If uh, if you want to be in the best named guild in the game, Stoons Goons is the guild for you. So email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up in-game. I'm at Ket Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Starjumper. That's PCNA. Um, I will say this. Do... I will say, say that. that. I got a little Stoons Goons announcement. You know, obviously, like we said, uh, we're going to be doing some DSA runs. You know, I got to get that new Magma Incarnate set. So if you guys want to do some runs... Hit me and cut up. We'll we'll, we'll get. And it if set you're up. not in the guild, GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare hit us up for DSA runs if you're not in the students' goons. I'm going to be checking the roster. <laughs> just kidding. Anyone, anyone's welcome along. You don't even have to join the guild. You can just add us to your friends list or join the Discord. I guess I should mention that because that's actually uh, an active community, uh, unlike the guild. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, hey, easy. 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 <laughs> easy. Uh, so, yeah, hit us up with an email if you want to join the Discord. We, uh, we're we always talking about build ideas or just sharing memes. Uh, anytime Patch Notes comes out, we uh, we talk about that stuff. Um, and just kind of random stuff, uh, joke around. It, it's a good little community that we have there on the Discord. So if you'd like to join. Um, oh, and, and another perk is uh, if you're on the Discord, you can listen in while we record these um podcast episodes and you can participate in chat and it's just a great time ask dr professor he'll tell you all about it and grizzly khan i think he came one time or twice oh grizz shout out to grizzly khan and dr professor (laughs) just because you guys are pretty cool guys uh there you go 
got a full list of shoutouts today. Full agenda of shoutouts. <laughs> All right. I guess that's probably uh, an episode 60 episodes. That's like twice as many as 30 almost, I think. That is. I think that your math checks out. That's pretty cool. Um, well, I hope to see you for 60 more episodes, Davius. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's okay. lock it in. <laughs> All right, 120. Here we come. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.